Welcome to the Liberty Station. I'm Bryce Eddy, and uh, we are working very hard here to be a threat to the Great Reset. And um, we've got a uh, local story here and a guest who um, pumped this thing up to be a national story by standing his ground against um, the local school district, which has been subverting and uh, ignoring parental rights. And so I wanted to make sure that we uh, give him a warm welcome because he is doing the Lord's work and making sure that, um, you know, we do the hard things because it's not easy. Anyway, Steve Schneider, how are you, my friend? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, listen, I am um, thrilled to talk to you because a couple of things, man. Uh, To stand in the face of uh, a whole bunch of hostile actors who Mm -hmm. are pushing what I believe is to be an incredibly evil ideology and um, standing up for parents who are also afraid, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of guts because, you know, when you're seeing your name in the papers and there's news vans and things like that coming around your home, um, you know, it's freaky and it it feels weird, especially right at first. Yeah, it's Um, very new to me. Yeah, but these people are bullies. So um, why don't you start by telling the story of how this all came about and, um, you know, let's, let's talk about what's going on. Cause we got a school board meeting tonight and we're all, oh, yeah. we're pumped. Um, yeah. you know, I got a call from my wife, uh, after winter break when we, uh, kids went back into session, my daughter was in uh, third grade, eight years old at the time. And she said, you know, Hey, we got to talk when we get home. I'm thinking, Oh man, what happened? What'd she do? Yeah. yeah. She in trouble. And, uh, she said, we'll talk when we get home. So, okay. So I get home and she kind of tells me in class today, the teacher showed a video that has something to do with transgender. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Um, did they call you even talk to you? And she said, no. I said, did you see the video? And she said, no. I said, well, what the, what's going on? And then my kids asking me questions later that night. I have no information. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, I, I really just don't know how to respond. So I told my wife, you know, honey, I'm going to let you take the wheel on this. Uh, I'm just going to focus on doing what I do, find out from the school everything you can, and then let's, you know, let's go from there. So she figures out uh, from the school teacher that there was a video shown. She uh, ended up emailing us and copying, uh, I think, the assistant district superintendent of CBUSD. And Uh, I guess the teacher had asked for the principal's permission to show the video. And she said, do I need parents' permission to show the video? Well, the teacher, uh, or excuse me, the principal of Maple Elementary said, no, you don't need the parents' permission. You can go ahead and show the video. So I guess they broke the kids down to four and five in the class. And they showed this video of a little girl reading the book called My Name is Max. And when I had a chance to review the video, I looked at this, I'm like, this is super confusing. It's a six minute video. And it makes sense that all the questions my daughter had after that, I was really blindsided by that. Um, from there, uh, I followed up with, uh, the principal and she literally ran away from me. You know, I, I went to speak with her. I was upset. And I think any parent would be, um, I want to know, I want to be informed of this, you know, before it happens, I need to have some advanced notice. I don't know how to handle this, especially the questions afterwards. So, and then I have a principal that just runs away like a coward. So what do you do from there? I really had no idea. 
Okay, so you just heard my fabulous introduction of Steve, and in the middle of Steve telling his story, uh, my phone was blowing up with both Rob McCoy and Charlie Kirk asking us to come on the radio show live and actually tell Steve's story. So we're going to pop that into this episode right now. Hello, everybody, to the special episode of The Charlie Kirk Show. With us right now is my pastor, Rob McCoy. Rob, Charlie. welcome back. Thanks, buddy. And then joining us remotely is Bryce Eddy, the great Bryce. And Bryce, I don't know if you've ever been on our program. So welcome to our I audience. have not yet. So here we go. Thank you, sir. And Steve Schneider, who <laughs> is a great American. And we're honored to have all of you guys. And we're to kind of talk about something important that is local in our focus, but national in nature. Absolutely. And so however you guys want to take it. Rob, do you want to start? And then we can kind of... Yeah, let me let me do my best to frame it. And then I know Please Bryce do. and Steve will be able to, to add all kinds of insight to it. Um, in our community, the Conejo Unified School District, CVUSD, uh, there's two newspapers in the Conejo Valley where I reside, and as does Bryce and, and Steve. Uh, these two newspapers, one is The Guardian, the other is The, the Acorn. The Guardian uh, did a, a paper, uh, did an article called Third Grade Teacher Promotes Gender Confusion in the Classroom. And it was an article writing uh, on behalf of Steve Schneider, who's on the program with us, who was standing in defense of his third grade daughter, who was uh, told by the teacher to now these are the new pronouns of this you know, fellow student in your class. And this is a book I want to read to you on transgender and then expose the children to a video without parental permission. Steve took issue with it. The Conejo Guardian, on his behalf, wrote a very, very uh, clear and concise article. Mm -hmm. Everything in it was true. Good reporting. Uh, the Acorn, which is a defender of, you know, what I would say the California Teachers Association and the district itself, took great offense to it. Uh, then the news channels came out, CBS. They did a whole thing on it. And then there was graffiti at that elementary school. And they blamed Steve Schneider for it. The police came to his house. He'll tell you more about that. He wasn't even there, so it was crazy. I'm wondering if they're going to arrest the people that said they witnessed him doing it, which is why the police searched his home to begin Failing, with. Filing a false police report. Exactly. And so uh, we've, had, we've had people show up in the school board meetings. They've been dismissed. They've just been relegated. Uh, the, this is the other one. The superintendent of schools wrote a letter to every parent in the district wow. blaming the newspaper, The Guardian, and, and saying we were the ones responsible for the, uh, the graffiti. And then uh, Joe Kirkpatrick, who is the, uh, Kilpatrick, he's the one who is the editor for this uh, Guardian, wrote a great response. Um, and so that's where we are. And tonight there's a school board meeting. And our, it is- Tonight it, being June 21st for yeah. whenever it airs. Yeah. But, but it's gonna go on beyond that. Yeah, of course, we're just going to keep fighting this. So that's the outline. Let these guys tell you more about it. Bryce and Steve, you guys take it how you want, and uh, we'll let you take it from there. Yeah, yeah, so uh, let me just add one thing, because the uh, the book is called Call Me Max. And uh, and the book, the the uh, kind of underlying premise of it is this, you know, this kid has got, you know, uh, gender confusion, and um, one of the lines in it is, that your parents guessed at your gender, uh, and they guessed wrong. Um, and so uh, a lot of this has to do with the parental side of it, and I want Steve to really um, uh, weigh in on that because they completely ignored his concerns. And, and Steve, talk about that a little bit. You know, 
there was no communication between the school and me at all. Not even afterwards when they sent her home with that day, you know, we found out from my daughter who's eight years old and she clearly had questions. We didn't know how to answer that. It was, you know, I was blindsided. I'm sure everyone could agree that a parent should be included in these types of matters. Uh, you know, outside of reading, writing, arithmetic, we gotta, we gotta know ahead of time. And that's what this is about parental rights. So let me just make sure that I'm tracking with this. So you have a third grader mm -hmm. who is like what, either nine or 10 or 11, if I'm eight. remembering eight. eight. Okay. Eight. Got it. So a third grader who is by all legal definitions, you know, innocent from these topics goes mm -hmm. to class somebody declares that they're transitioning, but the teacher then decides not to just let that be, but then show a book or a video. Is that right, Bryce and Steve, called Call Me Max? Is that right? So inserting extra curriculum unapproved by parents that then sparks all these other questions and basically cutting in line for where a parent otherwise would be having these very mature conversations with their child. Am I tracking that correctly? Pretty much, but we're missing an important point I want to bring up. Uh, before the teacher decided that she was going to uh, show the video, she went to the principal of Maple Elementary School and asked if she needed permission to show the video. And the principal, from what the way I understand it, from what was explained to my wife, is that um, the principal's principal told her, no, you don't need permission wow. and uh, to go ahead and show the video. So Wait, so the teacher actually did something right. The teacher went out of their way. I don't want to say something right, but the teacher said, wait a second, will I get in trouble for showing this and was given a green light? Is that correct? That's correct. And this teacher I've known through two children now at that school, and I'm actually pretty shocked she did this without communicating with us. And so and the prince, go ahead, Bryce. And when Steve went to the principal and addressed this, the principal turned around and walked away. She ran away. She, uh, I approached her after a few days. I told my wife, I said, you know, can you handle this and let me know what happens? But there was no communication from the school. I mean, you would think that there would be some type of communication and there was none. And then to my disbelief, when I confronted her about it and said, you know, hey, what is going on? It was short. She denied everything. She ran towards the office, and that was the end of it. Rob, you have a thought? Yeah, I, I just want to set the stage. Now, folks would try to say, oh, he's a member of your congregation. This is all part of God's speech. Steve has never stepped foot, except for this last Sunday, has never stepped foot in our church. Uh, you're Jewish, right? I mean, not not that that's an issue. It's just we're Christian, Jewish. I mean, it's it wasn't like God speak was your fellowship. But we've come alongside the community and our neighbors defending their right to be parents to their children. Amen. And that's where Steve has found a voice. And uh, I just, I want to commend him. He's one of the bravest guys yeah. I've ever met. So Thank that's you. where the story gets interesting, in my opinion. It's, it's notable that they were putting this into a third grader's classroom, yep. totally violating parental notification and parental rights. But then, Steve, then you fell victim to what so many other parents listened to this are afraid of, and so many other parents listening to this have also fallen victim yep. to, which is the snares of this mob, this cartel almost. Talk about mm -hmm. what happened next. You know, I mean, it goes pretty, it goes pretty wild. Uh, after the paper came out, um, there was a lot of pushback in the community, but uh, within days of that, there was uh, some uh, graffiti uh, put on the school. Someone wrote, pervs work here. 
And when I found out about it, it was, you know, pretty late at night and I was, you know, upset. This is my daughter's school. We don't need this type of thing happening over there. And, you know, it's just, it's not the right way of going about things. I think everyone could agree with that. But, uh, apparently, uh, the police department received some anonymous calls saying that I was the suspect and that they saw me do it. And, uh, somewhere around the time CBS showed up at, uh, Maple elementary and, uh, around my corners. And, uh, I got a call from the detectives and I told them right off the bat, I said, you know, I don't want to waste time. Just come over to my house and we'll talk. So they came in, um, they basically told me I was a suspect. They're following up on leads and, uh, give them access to all my electronics. Um, my, my ring cameras. I said, you could have anything you want. I'm not, you don't need a warrant. I know better to talk to you, but you know what? Just come inside. Cause I'm innocent. But, uh, they went through every room, my garage, my house. And, uh, I think I proved my innocence that day. I'm, I've spoken with them since then. And, uh, they're actually a good group of guys. I, I do appreciate everything that they did. And so now this has been kind of elevated to the school board level. Can Bryce or Rob, can you fill us in on kind of where that, where that is? So we, a, a number of, of uh, citizens showed up at the school board meeting. Bryce will go into greater detail. I just want to add one more aspect to this. There's Dr. Sean A. Anderson, uh, a, a psychologist who works with trauma, and she's an amazing person. And she wrote uh, a, a, a medical outline uh, in defense of of Steve's position for his his eight year old daughter that this is this is detrimental to a child. Now they've filed complaints to the board to try to get her um, her license removed. Her doctor's license. Yeah, her doctor's license removed. Yeah, that's it's, how they it, work. It's yeah. how they work. It's just brutal what they're doing, and they're in collusion every single yes. step of the way. So uh, go go ahead and and add some more nuance to it uh, with the 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 school board meeting that's already happened. And the one that's about to happen. Well, let me let me add to that. It's the um, Caneo Valley. I think they're called the Unity Project. That's actually the ones that filed the complaint against Shanae. And all of this stuff has been done under the guise of Unity, including what the uh, actual uh, superintendent of schools wrote up. You know, that was his title. You know, we're all about Unity and all that stuff. Yeah. As he then excoriated everyone who. Uh, is not advocating for the abuse and gender confusion of kids. Incredible. And so I, I suppose the question is, Steve, you know, this is more of a personal question, but it might be too early for you to answer this. Do you regret speaking out against this at this point? No, or? no chance. No chance. I'm not upset <laughs> at all. We, you know, I think everyone listening today would agree with me. The second our kid was born, we looked at our kids and we said, we, we have our own oath. And I bet you, I'm willing to bet that everyone's oath was pretty similar. And at some point, everyone's going to be called to duty on that oath. And that was my day. And so I'm standing up. I'm going to fulfill that duty. And listen, I know the other side is listening. You're going to lose. We're going to win. And we're going to get what we want out of this. You know, so what, you cannot what, take away a parent's rights like this. I, I love that. And I want to encourage you. What does victory look like? Because sometimes it can feel like you're just fighting, you know, an endless kind of tornado it's like it's us against nature is what it feels like yeah. but actually these people are super weak what does victory look like well let's first get the board out of there and then we'll move on to the next boards in california and then uh once we flip this state and we put the right people in the school board to help our children avoid things like this then uh we'll see where it goes from there but for now it's a uh, victory is going to be getting rid of cbusd board members yeah it, uh, Additionally, they think that they own our kids. 
That's that's the big thing here is they believe yes. that they own our children. And uh, and what they also believe is that the majority of parents and teachers are with them and they are not. So victory here is getting other parents and the teachers who are afraid to stand up and guys like Steve are leading that because you know yeah. you have to be willing to take some of these arrows because they they come in full force against you. And, and you have to be very clear on what they're doing. They're advocating for child abuse that, you know, starts with this sort of stuff and ends in chemical castration and mutilation of kids. That's, that's really what they are pushing here. That's exactly right. This is, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but, but the, the superintendent of schools sent this out to every parent in the community uh, and it, and it's uh, we can have the letter available for folks to read in its sure. entirety. But he basically blames the newspaper, the alternative newspaper in our town, which is the one that reports well. Uh, and 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 he comes after it, but never addresses any with clarity, any allegations or anything with evidence towards the paper itself. And then the editor of of the uh, Guardian, his response was tremendous. And if we can take a second, can Please we just do. read it? Yes. He says, to the Conejo Valley community, in response to the Conejo Guardian story, third grade teacher promotes gender confusion in classroom, CVUSD Superintendent Mark McLaughlin emailed a response apparently to all CVUSD parents and employees in which he resorted to bluster and slander because the facts are entirely against him. McLaughlin did not even attempt to argue that the Guardian article is incorrect in any particular. Uh, we challenge McLaughlin to point to any inaccuracy or error in our article or in any article The Guardian has published about CVUSD, we call on McLaughlin to cease and desist making baseless statements and retract his comments, or we'll bring legal action against him personally and in his capacity as CVUSD superintendent. The facts of the story stand undisputed. A Maple Elementary third grade teacher whose name we elected not to publish in the first article presented a girl student to a class as a boy with a new name. We elected not to publish the child's new name, then showed a video promoting transgenderism called Call Me Max. As stated in the article, the Guardian sought comment from the principal, Patty Lewis, and the Parent Faculty Association and received no response from either. The article came out uh, because a concerned father, and that's Steve, of a child in this third grade class was so troubled that this had happened without parent permission or notification that he attended and spoke at the CVUSD school board meeting. He requested to speak with board members, but they would not contact him. Principal Patty Lewis and the third grade teacher were similarly dismissive, according to this father, which led him to approach the Conejo Guardian. After verifying what had happened, we published an accurate story, which McLaughlin has not sought to challenge directly because it is true and factual. Perhaps more importantly, McLaughlin's letter marks a turning point for CVSD schools. The superintendent declares publicly in his own words that all students in every grade level, in any class, in every, any CVUSD school, can at any time be taught transgenderism for the sake of inclusion, and parents don't need to be notified that this is happening. This is coming from a primary public servant over the uh, area's public school children. And the article goes on. It's, it's, it's accurate, and yet it, it seems as though the CVUSD thinks that there isn't going to be any backlash and that they control the major paper. But we just basically said, Charlie, if we can get national attention on this like we did in the Loudoun County, guys like Steve, that man's brave and I want to stand behind him. Uh, it's just remarkable what he's done, and he deserves accolades and support from across the country. Do you anticipate, Bryce or Steve, a good amount of people showing up to school boards now and really caring about this because of it? Or what's yeah, your, certainly. What's yeah, your read absolutely. on that? 
uh, well, you know, there's been a big call out for support for Steve and people are showing up like crazy, which is awesome at the, on the other side of it, you know, there's a bunch of agitators that are declaring that they're going to show up the, you know, local Antifa group and, you know, those knuckleheads are saying that they're going to be there. So, you know, we're, we're, um, we're going to hold the line and, you know, be calm and respectful and do all that we need to do, uh, in the face of these people. But I, I think it's going to get pretty heated. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that uh, there's going to be an overwhelming amount of support tonight, and I think the school board is going to have to reconsider their position at this point. Um, inclusion means everybody, and they excluded the parents, and we're not going to stand. <laughs> yeah. So, Bryce, you and I were texting when this was bubbling up a couple weeks ago, and you said you were getting kind of competing pieces of advice, and I told you you got to fight, punch back twice as hard. What have you kind of learned through this kind of for other parents that are maybe in the middle or on the edge of publicizing or standing against this kind of nonsense in public schools? Yeah. So first, listen, my natural inclination, I'm a, you know, combat sports athlete, right? So my natural inclination is to lean in and and press in and fight these things. But I want to be like Rob says, dangerous and wise, you know, and we have to, to strike the appropriate tones of these things. But the, but the real thing here is we need other people to be safe and know that they can participate and should push back because they don't own our kids and the teachers and the parents need to see the example. Once you do stand up, look, these people are wimps at the end of the day. And in the last school board meeting, the people that were trying to dox all of the people that were supporting Steve and tried to lay out the the people that are behind the the alternative paper here and, you know, naming names and all that stuff. They were they were crying, um, you know, at the school board meeting. We need to stand up and we need to do it bravely because they they will back down. They called they had the audacity to call call Steve a Nazi. His family survived Auschwitz. Is that correct, Steve? My family uh, escaped uh, various parts of Austria, um, different yeah. parts of Germany and uh, some didn't. But yeah, no, I'm a first generation uh, Israeli American on my dad's side. So to call me a Nazi is pretty unintelligent. Yeah, well, their ideas don't uh, stand up to any scrutiny. Um, and so that's all that they have. That, that's all that they can do is, is attack and, and you know, say silly things like that. They, they blanket the parking lot of the church uh, with flyers. Uh, you know, why we're in worshiping, they're out there saying, you know, racist, fascist, uh, bigot, uh, on and on and on. And they, mm-hmm. they just, and then they're sending out postcards, uh, all throughout the community with the same accusations, simply because you're standing on behalf of parental rights and, and you're not bowing to something that is chemical castration for children and exposing them. And they have no right to do this. And yet they're, and they're public servants and they don't want any light on this. And so if they're not going to allow Steve and other parents to have a, a public hearing, then we're just going to take it nationally. That's why I'm again, Charlie, grateful to you that that folks across the nation will pick this up and we'll get some national exposure to it. Bless you. I say I say you're welcome by sneezing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you did it twice. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. So, but let's talk about like the nationalization of this, meaning the national implications. There's people in Florida right now listening to this. People in Virginia. People in Wisconsin, and they're debating whether or not they should stand and fight, and they have to also realize this is a long fight. This yeah. is going to take a fair amount of struggle. 
What would your advice be to them first, Rob, and then we can throw it back to them? It, that's, it's perfect timing on the question because as I was telling you about Dr. Shawnee Anderson, and they've come after her and they're trying to get her license and they've filed a complaint. And, and she just said, what should I do? And, and how do I handle this? And I said, civility is not in their dictionary. And your question is, what do I do? And I just said, you do what is right. And, and she understood that. And I said, look, Shawnee, to everyone is given a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and what is it, you know, we, we say this about, say, <clears throat> police officers or the like, where it's pensions over, um, uh, what, what is it, uh, over conviction. You're more concerned with your pension than you are with what's doing, doing what's right. Well, and I said the same thing to Shawnee. You're, you're going to maintain a license, a medical license, over uh, an organization that is allowing this to continue in the lives of children. Is that license now valid? Is it worth anything to you? You're doing what's right. You, you know medically. You've been educated and trained. But, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to walk that. Well, to her credit, she's one of the bravest people I've ever met. She's standing strong. It doesn't matter. She's counted the cost. And I think everyone has to look at that and say, this is more valuable to me, the the freedom of my children and my grandchildren, Mm -hmm. than my temporary, you know, what what it would be, comfort or safety or security that really isn't any of those things. They're, They're just causing you to compromise and so the, the bravery of Shawnee, the bravery of Steve, they're putting it on the line and it's going to come at a cost. But listen, whatever that cost is, it pales in comparison to the celestial article of freedom that is the most valuable thing you can give your children. Do not cower. Don't cower. Do your job. No more supreme cowardice is permitted. It's not like we signed up to do this. I didn't want to go before the judge on contempt charges because the 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 governor said the church is non-essential. He has no right. And I, I didn't, that's not what I wanted to do in life. I don't enjoy this. And Shawnee doesn't enjoy it. And Steve doesn't enjoy it. We didn't sign up for this. But to say that they're courageous, but you can't do it, all you're simply stating is cowardice. You can do it. Anyone can do it. You're just, you're just not valuing freedom as much as you are your temporary security. Mm. And you're not looking at generations to come. It's time Americans stand and do what's necessary for this. But Bryce and Steve, you guys might get nasty looks at your kids' soccer games. <laughs> so, I mean, how are parents supposed to deal with that? Uh, people looked at me sideways before. That's okay. But um, I would like to say this to parents out there watching and listening right now, especially the people in my community. Um, there's been a lot of support. I think there's been more support than negativity. Yeah. I think it's time. I think we're kind of ready to say something and there's people that are afraid i know you're afraid i was afraid the reality is if you don't do something the question is what are they actually hiding from us beyond this and what's what's next if you don't say something and stand up for your kids i'll go as far as i can but at some point you know you got to jump in at some point what does that mean what does that look like for some people maybe vote in the right direction get the right school board in place and if you won't stand and You'll do that, then you know. Hey, we still have your back. Thank you, but for those of you who are willing to stand and fight with me, I'll fight with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll add. For years, we've been hostage to some of these evil ideologies, and people have not stood up and and fought because they yes. thought that okay, I guess this is what we just have to go along with, and and we have to stop wanting to be liked by people who are promoting evil. Um, now, I don't care to be liked anyway. I mean, I prefer to, but I don't really need to be liked. 
but courage is, is contagious. So guys like Steve, you know, need to be standing up. And the more Steves we have, you know, mm -hmm. that take some of those first arrows and expose the weakness of these people and the fact that the only thing that they have to add is to call you a Nazi or a bigot or a racist or a whatever transphobe. You know, once that gets exposed, then more people will will come along and say, get out of here with that ridiculous stuff. Yeah, I'll never be ashamed for standing for my children ever. There it is. So, Bryce, I, I'm interested in one wrinkle of this. If I'm not mistaken, you homeschool your children. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. So then why do you care about this? I mean, I hear this all the time. People say, I homeschool my kids. I don't care about my public school. It's a waste of time. Tell us. Well, because I care, I, I care for other people's children. You know, um, I am blessed that we've been able to homeschool, and that's not a reality for everyone. You know, I know that you, Charlie, you're working on some awesome things that is is trying to make it a reality for more people. Yes, and we're working and on we, it. That's we, right. Yeah, and we all need to come together to provide opportunities for people who have to. You know, their only alternative, a lot of people feel, is to put them in public school, and and uh, I think it's you know. Uh, Dennis Prager says this about universities, that you're playing Russian roulette with your kids, sending them to yes. a university where all chambers are filled except for one. Um, and, and the truth <laughs> is, is that now they're, they brought this down into public schools and they're conditioning these kids very young into just, you know, terrible confusion and evil thoughts. We, we care about truth and we care about other people's kids. That's right. And so, yeah, it's just fascinating, Bryce, because a lot of our audience says, you know, I'm taking my kids out. I don't care about the school boards. But Rob, if you're a Christian, which if you're homeschooling, you're probably a Christian. But that's that's not always true, but probably we're we're called to be salt and light. You can't just not care. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, the Bible says uh, they, they, Jesus was asked the question, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind and love your neighbors yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law, the prophets Love your neighbors yourself. I want I want for parents in the Conejo the same I want for their kids the same I want for mine. I want them to have freedom. I want their purity to be protected. I want their innocence to be protected. I want truth to be able to be known instead of uh, learning learning teaching them how to learn instead of indoctrinating them. We educate them, and and instead of them being a pawn for a social experiment, uh, we protect them from that. And, and, and as we're watching, you know, FDA approval of this and that, and all these other things, all this stuff coming down on our kids, uh, we're going to stand in the gap on their behalf. And that's what every Christian should do. The Bible commands that, you know, Matthew 16, 18, upon the, this rock, I'll build my public square, my, my assembly, my city hall, stepping in to that realm of culture that, that decides the welfare, which politics, like you and I both know, highest form of community morality and sociability. We contend for the welfare of our city. And, and, the, and the school, that's the generation. What's taught in this, this generation of children will be the polit politics of the next. And, and we have to do this. Mm -hmm. We don't have a choice as Christians. We've been called to love our neighbors ourselves, And that's why it's absolutely pertinent that every Christian engage in these topics and, and should be at those school board meetings on behalf of of, of our brother here, Steve, who may not go to your church and may not profess faith in, in what you believe, but he has found respite, strength, and encouragement from our fellowship because he's our neighbor, and we love that man. So, yeah, Steve, can you talk about that? Uh, you know, who, who else has come to your support or aid outside of God speak? That is a, that is a long list, but there's two that, can, that stick out the most, and uh, I got to say, 
my friend Carrie really helped me. I, I was in a bad place. I didn't know what to do. And she's the one who inspired me to go to the next school board and her husband, Sean, they're amazing people. And they've been with me every step of the way. And I know they'll be with me to the end. And that's victory doesn't count unless they were there with me at the same time. But uh, so many people have come forward. And even today, I'm getting phone calls from people and uh, other people in the community that have some pretty horrible stories of things that, you know, I'm pretty shocked. And I'm certain that the truth is going to start coming out here real quick because it's bad. But everyone in my community gives me support. And I know when people come up to me on the street and tell me, hey, man, thank you for doing that. And how do I get involved? This community has my back and I have theirs. I, I gotta, I gotta give him kudos because he he came to service. He steps foot in a Christian church. He stands up in front of the congregation, sweet as a button. But he comes on Father's Day. I can't think of a better illustration on Father's Day than to have a dad who is willing to bear the slings and arrows of of the misery of Antifa and the secular progressive left and the alphabet False accusations. Yeah, mafia coming after him. And there he is, just standing strong. What a great Father's Day illustration. He's a good dad. Yeah. Thank you. And Thank so you. in closing here, guys, I mean, the school is doubling down. Is that right? Yeah. They're acting as if there's nothing wrong. And, no, they're in charge. Yeah. And If they want our opinion, they'll give it to us. <laughs> well, what's going to happen, guys, uh, this is the beginning of this. Because there are, like Steve said, and I don't know if you caught that, there are some other really nefarious things being exposed that are coming next. Yep. Um, because other parents are coming forward with with uh, other terrible stories. And I and I hope it doesn't stop. I hope these parents start to stand up like crazy. And, and also, we need the teachers, too, because these teachers are not down with this. There's some really good ones out there. There really yeah. are. And I, they've come up to me, too. And I am so happy to know that there's some good ones in there you know in the beginning of this you think that you know everyone's out to get your kids because something like this happens but i've met some really amazing educators along the way and staff so uh, I, I hope they come forward but that's a tough decision that's on them and the principal sent out a statement basically slandering the yep. whole thing right slandered slandered the the other newspaper uh, blamed them for the graffiti as though you know, somehow that's what caused the graffiti. Um, and, and they probably and, did it themselves. Yeah, there's there's some speculation that that's the case, and mm -hmm. we've got folks following up on that, which is it, it's not surprising. I mean, when we have Bill Federer come on and he talks about how you start a revolution and you you know you you set fire to the front of the store and sell fire extinguishers at the back of the store, yeah, Hegelian dialectic. But whatever they're doing, whatever their motivations are, the one thing I do know is this is bringing the community together on a topic that has been ignored and everyone knows it's there, but they were just hoping it'd go away and it's not. And now these folks are brave and are standing. And uh, Steve's the first penguin off the iceberg. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Any closing thoughts to our national audience, guys? How do how, uh, Steve, you know, let me, uh, Bryce, Bryce, let me, let me uh, qualify that. How do we put pressure? Uh, do we have any numbers that they can call or anything we can do to get folks to respond? Have you thought about that? Um, no, I mean, so, so many of these things, although this is a national story that, you know, it's a local story, but it's a national issue, right? Um, people need to get involved and start paying attention. I mean, that's the, the biggest thing that you can do is, is go to these school board meetings because they, they run these things intentionally long and they do the, the worst stuff at the end of these things. Yeah. They, the, they drip with com contempt towards parents and, and so we need to really be, um, you know, be a threat to them. And I, and I mean that in the show up sense, 
and, and, you know, proclaim that they do not own our kids. And we have to do that at the local level. And that's why this is of national importance. Yeah. Amen. I, I would also yeah. add, let, let the uh, superintendent of schools, McLaughlin, Conejo Valley Unified School District, uh, know of your displeasure. If you want to let them, you can, you can find those numbers. You can dig them up. You guys are resourceful. Well, let me jump yeah. in here real quick. Uh, do it. It's actually, you know, um, there's other, me- he, he's, in the grand scheme of things, he's not even the one to go after here. It's the rest of the board. It's the elected yeah. officials. He's an appointed official. He's an appointed into that position. So you're talking about um, Lisa Miller, Gorbach, um, uh, drawing a blank here. Yeah, you, you can look these people Gil. up. Uh, yeah. Caneo Valley Gil. Unified School District. Look them up because yeah. there's some there's some really you know nasty folks. I mean, I, I spoke at one of the meetings, and, and again, they drip with contempt towards the role That's of parents. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. They can't stand us, not one bit. And it really asks the question, like, where do they get their money from, actually? Yeah. Where, who funds them? Yeah, that, it's who, magical. Whose children are they? That's actually the most important question. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. We have your back 100%. Charlie. Thank you, Thank so you much. Charlie. I, I know that to be true. I mean, I called you last night, and you put this together. So God let, bless you, Let's friend. do it. Thank you. Let us know. Thank you, guys. Thank Take you. Care. See you. All right. Well, that was fun. A little bit of an unusual episode for us, getting interrupted to do live radio with the great Charlie Kirk and Rob McCoy. So that was fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that that should blow up for you, man. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Maybe be on Tucker next. I don't know. (laughs) One could hope. Yeah, no, listen. um, uh, One of the things that we emphasize there and I want to re-emphasize is... Standing up, you know, in these ways is yes. really uncomfortable, right? Because you yes. get all those slings, you know, from, you know, all of these jerks that are, you know, uh, the only game that they have is yeah. to, you know, call you a transphobe, a Nazi, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bigot, uh, you know, hater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because one of these lunatics, um, you know, her post where, where she was, you know, laying out, you know, um, all of the details on everybody who, you know, supports the paper or different yeah. things like that. You know, she's she's saying that, oh, uh, you know, have you been hurt by their ha- uh, hateful words? Because, you know, words are violence. And my yeah. response was, no, violence is violence. Yeah. And um, there is an actual dictionary definition of violence. And it doesn't include hurt feelings or ruffled feathers. Um, but that's the only game that they have, yeah, right? That's now, true. what's funny is those same people are the same people that will actually promote and resort to violence at the end of the day. Very true. Um, because they're, you know, they're the first ones to, you know, um, hit you and mm-hmm. then, you know, blame you for it. They come out screaming hate, hate. And honestly, there, there's no hate involved in this. Right. We just want our rights as a parent and we want to be included. I mean, aren't they asking for inclusion as well. Why is the inclusion for them and not inclusion for us? This is, yeah, no, they, they, they want you to, uh, tolerate their positions on things, Mm -hmm. um, without any disagreement. Mm -hmm. Um, but they aren't going to, you know, turn in kind and tolerate, you know, our positions, you know, which include, Hey, you know, I, uh, I have my kids and mm-hmm. my kids are mine. That's they right. are not yours. Right. And you, you are not in charge of my kids. You are privileged mm-hmm. to be delivering them an education, mm-hmm. which you know they've been doing largely. I mean, there's some amazing teachers out there, but there they're largely doing educators there. a lousy job at mm-hmm. I think the state level and some of these local levels because they're interjecting these things that are super inappropriate for kids. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I had a third grader mm-hmm. and this stuff is over their heads. It's Completely. not what they're thinking about. You know, they aren't thinking about sexuality. Mm-hmm. They aren't, you know, uh, 
and and even going they're thinking on about into, recess they're thinking about yeah. going out and playing with their friends and you know i don't want to do math i want to go out and play this is not on their mind there's most of these kids still believe in santa claus yeah, exactly. And so if you're, um, you know, promoting things uh, like that Call Me Max book did, where it's, you know, talking about, you know, parents just guessed, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, that's that's evil. Now, on that, you, I think, are saying the right things and, and believing the right things, which, you know, we need to be loving towards mm -hmm. even these Absolutely. folks. And, you know, Rob, you know, always says that, um, you know, people are not the problem, they're the opportunity. Um, and we need to be as loving as possible towards yeah. them because I think they're deceived. I think I, I said this from the beginning because um, I was a, there, there's a difference between anger and hate. Anger is short lived. Yeah. And I was angry in the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's no question about it. But I don't hate. Hate lasts much longer. And it seems that the people are, that are calling me a hater, you know, and saying these things to me that I'm a Nazi, they hate. And it's just projection. You know, I'm not a. Yeah. I'm a psychiatrist, I can't you, you know, I'm not going to come from a position of, uh, with any doctorate, uh, but I will say projection is easy to identify and that's what they're doing. Uh, uh, along with that, uh, really quick, I wanted to touch base on some teachers, uh, just to go back to that real fast. There are some amazing teachers in this district and yeah. I, I, I am so thankful that they are here because it brings me hope that we're going to really kind of turn the tide here and that those teachers are going to stay and not leave because that's the problem well, we're facing. Um, th so that is a, a, a thing that needs to be considered. So uh, teaching is like any other profession, and I've, I've said this before uh, for people who've listened to the show, and, mm -hmm. and I say this about you know any, any occupation. Mm -hmm. um, most of the people doing the job are average or mediocre. Mm -hmm. okay? And that's just a fact. You know, we're all human beings. You know? sure. Most of them are going to be average or mediocre, and this goes for teachers. Then there's some that are truly terrible. Mm -hmm. and and do not have your kids best interests at heart are lousy at the job mm -hmm. or they're incompetent you know there's there's a bunch of those those are the ones we want to go we we do want to be able to fire them <laughs> and then there are the truly great teachers mm -hmm. and and they're you know and they're the few you know in that uh, profession the truly great ones mm -hmm. right and and we need to do what we can to you know shine a light on those folks you know bless them pay them more yeah. you know the, uh, you know uh, teach them to be entrepreneurs because oh, yeah. there are opportunities coming as these schools continue to fail where those teachers can you know go out and and start their own teaching businesses and I do believe that that's going to be a big wave of the future I I agree with you uh, a lot of parents we were saying this out to ourselves, you know, like we don't want our kids in public school at this yeah. point, but you know, the majority of us can't afford that. We're average people working, you know, nine to five jobs with, you know, whatever is happening in the economy right now. And we're just kind of holding firm at this point, but yeah. you know, we're waiting for an opportunity is homeschool an option for my wife and I, I don't think it is right now, yeah. but kids need to be around each other. They need to get that social aspect of things. And it's, yeah, it's well, a hard I'd, balance. I'd, yeah, I want to retort a little bit on that because, you know, it's interesting. Um, and by the way, I, I although we've homeschooled for, yes. for many years um, and, and it has been a wonderful blessing yeah. for our family, it is not right for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people misunderstand it and are fearful of it. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you heard Charlie, um, he kind of sneaked it in there a little bit or yeah. I, I brought it up. That uh, you know, Turning Point has yeah. Turning Point Academy, and we're working on some things, um, you know, to really bring yeah. 
a, a bunch of those possibilities to uh, families mm -hmm. that, you know, that maybe, you know, they haven't been able to homeschool, you know, maybe both parents work. Well, you know, what are the options, you know, um, if you can't do private school, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you don't want to subject your kids to this nonsense where they think the where the state thinks that they own your kids mm -hmm. and they're going to teach them in the way that they believe they should go. Um what are your options? You know, well, you know, if we can develop pod schools, if mm -hmm. we can develop hybrid programs, if we can develop things, you know, that that is the answer. It's amazing. And 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 we're working on that. You know, um, you're you're going to see kids come out with a better education cuz the teachers are going to be more vested. They're going to be taken 100%. care of a lot better. And the students that are going there, it's going to almost, you know, the involvement with parents at that point I believe it's going to be there. We're yeah. sick of the school district. There's yeah, and and so to you know to create these opportunities where you do have sure. these community groups that are schooling. Um, you know, number one, uh, uh, you know, people always talk about that socialization aspect. Yeah, you know, uh, because I think when you know when I grew up, when mm -hmm. I was a kid, the people that were homeschooled, it was a little strange. You mm -hmm. know, it was very very different than yeah. it is in yeah, the absolutely. modern time. You know, those early homeschool pioneers. You know, yeah. it was sometimes the refuge for kids that had no choices other than that. Um, <laughs> But that's not so today. Yeah. And, you know, my, my daughters were in speech and debate club. They had mm -hmm. lab groups with, you know, so you, you become parts of these communities. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, having that, that schoolhouse where everybody's able to come together for all kinds of subjects. You know, and my yeah. daughters had uh, music and orchestra and all these things. So the, the, um, the contrast. Where have you been, man? <laughs> I, had I seen you on the street and you even said anything like this, I would sign me up. I yeah, mean, that's yeah fantastic. no, I mean, it was awesome. And, you know, we've, and we figured it out and it, and it happened because parents got together sure. and, and said, hey, you know what, I'm pretty good at, uh, um, you know, science mm -hmm. and, you know, I'll, I'll host a lab yeah. at my house and the kids will do experiments that they don't do yeah. now in, in uh, public schools, you know, because they, they've really watered down as they've been pumping up yeah. the crazy stuff mm -hmm. and pumping up things that don't make sense for our kids' education, especially yeah. at the years, early ages. They have dialed down the real useful stuff. You know, there's there's opportunity in homeschool networks where you have shop class. They eliminated shop class yeah. and all of these things where you were learning useful um, things oh, yeah. years ago. And and so we have an opportunity to, to bring those things back. And I do think that that's the blessing in mm -hmm what these idiots are doing to our kids and to our public schools. Yeah. It's, it's the opportunities. Like you said, uh, most people are apprehensive about these things because we don't know. I don't know. And like hearing this from you is just like mind blowing because you know, I, I think of homeschooling as my kids sitting there and my wife yelling at the kids saying, you got your work to do. And you know, them frustrating her and yeah. you know, she's amazing. My kids are awesome. But at the same time, it, it, it just, we have that stigma when we think about it, you know, what, yeah. what goes on. And, and the, and the, you know, the most well-meaning people on the planet, sure. um, will look at me and I start to say, Oh yeah, we homeschool our kids. And they'll say, well, Oh gosh. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome, Bryce. Wonderful. They seem like that. <laughs> how, how do they get social interactions with other human beings? What's interesting about that is they are better socialized. And yeah. not just my kids. All the homeschool kids that I have met, and mm -hmm. you know, yes, there's there's you know, homeschools mm -hmm. uh, uh, environments that have been bad, you know, but we know that there are tons of public school oh, yeah. environments that are bad, right? So oh, you're yeah. always going to have a mixed bag. Yeah. But by and large, the kids that are homeschooled, mm -hmm. in my personal experience, sure. and this gets repeated a thousand times over by other people in our communities, yeah. um, they look you in the eye. They aren't wrapped up and focused on screens. They aren't, you know, all over social media all yeah. the time. 
They are hardworking. They, you know, have learned a various amount of skills because homeschooling encourages that. It's not what a lot of people experienced during the pandemic, where there was this. Yeah. Let's let's try to recreate the classroom that was really schooling. Tough. Yeah. In front of a a, a monitor. Yeah. You know, that was have really these kids tough. Strapped down to a chair for eight hours, looking at a screen. That's terrible. No one learned during that time. Nope. I, I have a feeling the home uh, the home uh, school kids definitely did, but the majority yeah. of kids, there was no learning going on at that well, time. Well, I joke that we homeschooled before it was cool yeah. or mandated. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, man. So, um, uh, you know, we we kind of went off oh, on yeah, some tangents there because that, that was a that was a fun episode to sure. be able to do with Charlie. That was amazing. Like that. Um, but but I do want to circle back to you because man, your your courage in this and standing up um, can be contagious, and other parents need to do that. Mm-hmm. What w- what would you say to them who are who are knowing that hey, this isn't right, this is going on. Here's this this circumstance that yeah. I really am stressed about, but you know yeah. I don't know who to talk to. You know what would you, you say? know if it wasn't for my friend Carrie, I wouldn't have stood up and um, it it just took that motivation and say, go to a school board meeting. So look into it, look into your school board and find out when their meeting is. And if anything, just go there and listen because they will reveal themselves and you will see, Oh my God, what's being taught to my kids. And then we get those emails from the school. A lot of us push them away, read them, look into it. Some of the subject material is extremely bad. And I didn't even learn most of this until I I really got into it with uh, um, some of the other parents and I got to I got to really tip my hat to them because they've been fighting for a really long time. I'm late to the game. They're the ones that need support. And I'm, I told them I would bring people. And that's what I'm doing here with you today. I'm bringing people. But um, even, uh, you know, if you can't figure it out, you're in my school district and you want to stand up and you want to get involved. You can even find me on Twitter. I got about 14 followers. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can find me as yeah, Maple Dad. Maple Dad. Maple Dad. I think it's a. Uh, I've had this thing since 2016, and I got like 14 followers. All right. Well, now you're going to have 20 <laughs> followers at least. 20. That'll work great. Maybe yeah. I'll post up them one day. No. Well, listen. That's um, yeah. That's good, man. Uh, because you you can lead in a way yeah. that you never expected to. Never. I didn't. I I I didn't wake up at any point thinking that I was going to be taken on this fight, and that all of a sudden my personal information has been pushed out there into the media. What were your, what were your thoughts when the news vans were outside? Oh my God. Like this was unreal. I, I'm like, I'm just some guy that's been staying out of the limelight his whole life for, I don't, I don't need to get involved. I don't get involved and they're here and they're not, they're not here to be nice. They're not asking yeah. good questions. They're, uh, they have an agenda yep. and you know, I know better. So my first thought was coincide and, shut the door and uh that was it i didn't want to have anything to do with it yeah it was scary no it is scary because you know these remember they they don't want they don't want to just report the facts you know the most of you know our legacy media most of it is is controlled by you know this uh you know dominant ideology of this secular progressive world that we're in uh, what they want to do is, you know, get a good uh, news story that yeah. will drive, you know, revenue for them. Sure. And they want to destroy you in the process. Oh, yeah. You know, that that really is it. And and people are terrified of that. I mean, I, yeah. I you know, I get it, um, you know, but you have to at some point, and this would be the encouragement I want to give to, you know, other folks that are in that situation, you have to just do what's right. Yes. 
and damn the p- torpedoes. You know what? My friends told me at the beginning of this, they're texting me before I even came on air today with you. Uh, uh, they said that, you know, I'm going to be in this whirlwind of everyone pulling me in every direction. And at the end, I'm going to spit out, gone. And uh, I'm going to be left to hold everything up at the end and no one's going to have my back. So you know what? If I achieve my goal and I make sure that my kid is taken care of, that's my duty. I, I made that oath. Amen. That's my duty and I'm going to fulfill it. So yeah. I'm a man of my word. Yeah, and protecting your children, you know, means that you, you know, you might take, uh, um, you know, those slings and arrows. You yeah. might take gunfire if you're protecting somebody. Yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 facts are that yeah. you put your life on the line Absolutely. to protect your kids every day. And we need to do that within our community because there's other people right mm-hmm. now that you know are unable or unwilling or yeah. afraid to stand up. And so they need guys like you that'll be like, all right, I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna go for it. You know, if they're out there listening right now and they're confused about it, come find me. Come yeah. find me on Twitter. Send me a message. I will respond to you. I will help you in your fight. You help me in my fight. Um, these are our children. Yeah. They don't belong to the district. These are our kids. Yeah, friend- and, and uh, along those lines, and sorry, I didn't no, mean okay. to interrupt you there. Along those lines, if if you're watching this and you have been told a story of something that's going mm-hmm. on within uh, you know our school district, within your school district, um, that needs to be highlighted, um, you know, reach out, reach out to to Steve, uh, reach out to us, you know, here on this show. Um, cause we will highlight these things. We need to expose this. We need to, you know, bring sunlight onto what they're doing. That's the only way, um, that, that ultimately we're going to win. And what victory looks like mm-hmm. is getting other people to stand up and, and, you know, protecting our kids and, you know, just getting the, you know, getting rid attitude. of the board. Yeah. Get, getting, getting rid of the people oh, who yeah. believe that they own our kids and yeah. that they're that they can do whatever they want to um you know you know my friend captain their education yeah. it's true my friend carrie said and i'll never forget this and i threw it back at them when we were uh, at one of the board meetings she said these are our children not yours and like this goes through my head every single time i go up there and speak to them these people think that they my kids belong to them no i'm not dropping them off for, you know, babysitting, I expect an education, you know, you don't get to take them and just kind of do crazy things. I mean, you, you got to keep us involved. Um, I may have said this earlier, but I'll say it again. In one breath, they say, you know, they want, they talk about inclusion and the other, they exclude the parents. That just brings division upon everyone. Well, and I, I find it funny that it's the Caneo Unity Group or Unity Project or whatever they're called that yeah. that is the ones that are driving the most you know hateful actions yeah. and you know they're look they're yeah. they're liars the people that are espousing unity are not after unity because yeah. they don't believe in um, you know allowing us to have our viewpoints of sure. these things um, you know they and and that's why when I look at this there isn't really compromise with people that are espousing. You know, I'm going to say this, and I kind of got to jump in here and say, um, at the last board meeting, there was some really meaningful conversations that took place in the hallway, really meaningful. And I think that people from the other side, when they actually stopped and listened and said, you know, I told them I was here because my parental rights and they had heard me speak already. But when we when we talked to them, I said to I said to one woman, I said, what do you think I know about being trans transgender? And she jumped in immediately and she was angry. She said, not a thing, you know, and she went off for a second. I listened. I gave her that respect. 
But, you know, with that, I said, that's perfect. So when my daughter came home after watching a video, a six minute video, how do you think? Do you think I had the tools to respond to that discussion? What do you think I told her? And she stopped and the look on her face just kind of came over like, oh, wow, this guy had no idea what to tell his kid. Yeah, because these parents. It's a great point. You know, these parents, they did the research on what's going on with, the, you know, in their eyes, what's going on with their kids. Right. right. And they know way more than I do about their children. And I don't get involved in their household. Right. You know, but I sat up watching videos on lots of these, these parents, you know, going through, you know, the transgender stuff. And I'm trying to learn. I, yeah. I don't understand. And that, I guess that's part of me that I want to kind of understand this. But yeah, no, and I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because I, I, that, that's good as to where your heart is yeah. at. There but has all, to be those compassion. conversations, uh, sensitive conversations like that need to be the parent, yeah. you know, owned conversations. They it you does. need to be driving those conversations yeah. with your kids because you you have that perspective on right. on where your kids at, where their development is at, and what they need to know about yeah. these things. And a lot of this is driven by this early sexualization of kids and things like that. That being said, I want to make sure that this is this is heard. You know, I, I don't hate, and I know mm. you don't hate no. people who are suffering from gender confusion. I oh, but I do hate the ideology that is pushing it on these kids. And and I think there's a distinction there. I mm-hmm. think there are there are people that, you know, that need need help and need counseling and mm-hmm. and you know, you know, need love because yeah. of what's going on in their heads and their hearts. That and and those are the people that we want to speak to and mm-hmm. and and love on. But the people that are insisting upon putting gender confusion where none exists on our kids. They're out of their lane. Those are the people that need to be stopped. It, it, a parent needs to be included. And if anything other than basic education is going to be, you know, going to be taught, the parents need to be included yeah. and informed. And, you know, they're later an argument's going to come up. They're going to say, okay, we're going to send you an email. You have 14 days. It's like, no, you're going to send me something. I'm going to either say yes or no. Yeah. And then we're going to go over there. Well, we're a lot of opt it, in, not they, opt out. Yeah, a lot of it is they they really don't want us to also mm-hmm. see a lot of the material. Oh, so yeah. they so they're doing what they can yeah. like that. Let me so bring something up real fast. I'm sure. glad you brought that up. So my friend Carrie, um, I, I didn't know anything about teen talk. I'm sure you know uh you've read about it. It's pretty bad. But my friend Carrie, this is so bad. Um so Teen Talk came out and it was a link that we got 14 days under the education code. You have to get it by email. So we click on it, goes to a dead link. We click on it, goes to a dead link. We can't get any information on this. Okay. So what ends up happening is Carrie makes, you know, her phone calls. She goes to the principal and she goes to the district. She's not getting responses. They don't care. Finally, when we go to a meeting uh, that that happened, this is uh, maybe two meetings back. She informs them. Well, the superintendent, Mark McLaughlin, he says, you have clicking problems. And he made fun of her. He, he made it a joke. So she was clearly upset. Yeah. So we leave. Let's go back to the, the meeting after that. He admits that he's wrong. He admits that there was an error going on. But there was, we, it still went on. How convenient, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to see the that material. That link didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well, it's uh, it's some nefarious stuff, and it's the oh, yeah. over uh, sexualization of kids, and it is teaching them things uh, that they uh, you know should not be being taught, mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to cut the parents out of having those meaningful discussions, which is where those discussions should be is in the home. Mm-hmm. And I understand not every parent does it perfectly, 
but we need to be in charge of that, not the school districts. Well, listen, man, that was uh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks and, uh, for having once me. Once again, man, it's amazing. Thank you for your courage um, and and continue to be brave because it's not over. Um, you know, you're gonna oh, yeah. get you're gonna get some more attacks for sure. I've been attacked before. Good. All right, man. Well, you, you're a tough guy. I love it. I love it. No, you, hey, man, this inspires people. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to other people in this community about it. So, yeah. uh, well, good. Come chat with me. All right. Well, all right, folks, that is it for this episode of Liberty Station. Thank you for joining us. Make sure that you uh, click on the subscribe buttons, uh, both on our Rumble channel and our Liberty Station podcasts. Um, search us out on uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcast apps, um, go ahead and make sure that you subscribe because that helps us out. I appreciate it and good night.